no intro today we're just gonna go right into it this is a live and breathe horse racing facebook uh radio podcast uh for march 25th 2019 and today uh will rogers downs starts the race meet and i know many people probably don't uh read or watch or care about that but if you're going to be playing prairie meadows or remington park lone star park um indiana grand and following next year uh oakland park it's essential that you at least have some form of basis to see where these horses are running at and get some notes on them when they're running at lower tracks as like will rogers downs but besides that today we are going to discuss claiming races now we're not going to discuss the optional claiming and how and uh some of the conditions they do we're just going to discuss uh the lower level claiming races and all of the fun little gadgets that um occur and how i go about maybe possibly coming up with a possible winner uh because a lot of these horses have either gone out of form or have or haven't haven't met a non-winners of x lifetime so um we'll get right to it obviously there's the normal claimers which are the open company claimers and then there's also the state bred claimers and those are just pretty much your meat and potatoes what you see every single day for the most part um and the racetrack and there's not really a lot of uh thought process going on in it as far as unless as far as that is concerned because you are looking at basically apples to apples in some sort of way where a horse may be dropping from 16,000 into a 12,500 race and he's going from open claimer to open claimer that's fine but if you see a state bred um 12 if you see a state bred dropping from an open claimer 16,000 to a state bred 12,500 and he seems to be a little bit in form then you might take a look a, lo- a longer look at him because it's obvious that he's been facing tougher company because open company should be tougher depending on where you're at if you're in Kentucky a little different Florida definitely New York it could be that the New York breads are a little tougher than the open company at times California is a definite open company is a lot tougher than the state bred ranks so those are things that you want to take a look at the other thing you want to take a look at as far as those uh, certain angles are concerned you want to be able to understand the condition that it's being written in and how much weight is give, being given up if it's a apprentice plus dropping from say a race that's a $16,000 claimer but you can actually drop it all the way down to 14000 and they're getting an additional two pounds if it's a certain way uh, so those are little things that I look at as far as horses coming into certain races depending on the racetrack so uh, as far as that's concerned that's how the open claimer state bred claimer pretty much it's just a very simple class level but what the main focus of this uh, podcast is going to relate is going to be those strange claiming uh, races that have odd conditions to them, uh, such as, and I'm looking at uh, Sam Houston for tomorrow, which is Tuesday, March 26th, but they actually have a race that is a claiming thousand, uh, it's a $5,000 claimer, 
of winners, uh, and basically it's a non-two year. However, so basically uh, they've set a parameter of how many months it's been since they've won. There is no uh, basis of when they've won it. So it's basically for four-year-olds and upward, which have not won two races since, 20, since September 26, 2018. Now, the way I go about looking at these types of races is really simply, I'm going to go and I'm just going to take the races from September 26, 2018 and I'll work my way up. And then I'm going to look to see, A, that they win races at at. A certain track between them because remember it's got to be two races now not two as long as they don't win two races you're fine so i basically look and see who's won where how often they won pr- during that time when did they win was it early in right after september 20 uh, right after that september 26 race or was it a week ago or two weeks ago because that makes a whole difference a horse that wins two weeks ago and is in this level is probably going to be a little liver however most of these horses um, especially at sam houston race park are probably coming in on some sort of bad form so you're going to be looking at whether or not they finished third in their last race or in the money um, what's the record at sam houston have they raced over sam houston are they good at the distance are they speed favoring because sam houston is incredibly incredibly uh speed favoring especially in the afternoons when the track is a little drier and there's not a lot of moisture and there's no um, condensation from the from the later day later racetrack days as you might put it or the late race times so that's one thing to look at the other thing i'm looking at is have they been competitive at that level or at before that against two these are things that you have to look at when you're looking at this level now this is just one way of looking at this race obviously other people have different rate different thought processes um and the other thing i'll do is i will actually go back depending on how many races i may go back 10 to 12 starts just to see whether or not they've ever run a speed figure or a breeze net figure or an equibase figure that is comparable to this um, racing, this this company that they're keeping. So it's important to go that way and uh, maybe take a longer look at these races. And also they're going to be four and up. So, you know, some of them are actually going to be nine or ten years old. They may be on the back end of their career. But it's really important to look at that kind of stuff and make a decision based on that. Uh, the other type of claiming races that I want to talk about today are... Um, Basically, the races that are written that have kind of like two different deals to it and uh, certain different weight classifications and, and claiming price. And again, I'm looking at Sam Houston because that's the one I had up and that's the one that has these races in it. But this one is a four-year-old and upward, which have never won four races or which have not won two races since March 26, 2018. Now, if they haven't won a race since March 2016 or if they've won a race between March 26th and February 26th, they're going to get an additional, they're going to be in at 123. But if they haven't won a race since February 26th, or if they've won a race between February 26th and March 26th, they're going to um, actually lose an additional three pounds. And I just confused everybody there. Again, if you haven't won since Mar- February 26th, 2019, or 
past that. You're getting, you're going to end up being given a three pound allowance. So instead of being 123, you're going to be 120. And the other horses that have won since March 26th are going to get an additional three pounds. So they'll be at 123. And the claiming price is 5,000. Now, how do I look at these races? Number one, I go back and I look at, I go back and I, I basically make a line all the way to February 26, 2019 and see, see who's run and who hasn't run. Then what I'll do is I'll go back and I'll look and see who has basically won four races or more because the only way you're going to be able to see this is A, are all these horses actually not won four races? Have they all only won three races and are eligible? And this all of a sudden does not turn into a claiming race that's an open claimer. You can turn it around and make it into a non-winners of four lifetime race and it makes handicapping a little easier. Now when you have this other other situation where you have horses that have not won since a certain date, then what I would recommend doing is take the horses that have won, uh, that have not won the four races, and um, if you got a red pen or a pink highlighter, is highlight that. That'll give you an idea that they they don't meet that can that they meet that condition, and they don't meet the other condition. Now there's some that have um, that meet both of them, which are. They haven't won two races since, let's say, February 26th um, or March 26th, and they haven't um, and they haven't won their three races. Now, me personally, I'm looking for a horse who wins races in this type of situation, and I'm looking for horses that have won one at least one time during that time span. Uh, if they haven't won that time span and uh, they're still eligible for non-winners of four lifetime, then I'm going to go ahead and uh, handicap accordingly. I'll probably play the horses that have multiple winners over four. So in this race specifically, there's a horse that's, that's that a one-time race in California called Senator Robert, and he's won six out of 52 races lifetime. And Patriotic Americans won five out of 27. Those are probably going to be my two horses that I'm going to look at and play in the exotics and maybe even on top because they have shown the ability to win races uh, more than the other company. The other thing I may look at is speed, obviously, because Sam Houston, again, plays to speed um, on the dirt, on the turf. It does not play to speed, so that might be something you want to look at if you have a horse that, that tries to get out on the lead. Very few win wire to wire there on the turf. But that's the way we look at the claiming races as far as this is concerned, and you could take it and break it down. It's really simply about how you want to break it down. Do you want to break it down based on date, or do you want to break it down based on one wins when it comes to this type of type of claiming event? And to me, it's important to be able to look at it that way and go from there. Now, uh, one other thing, as, as far as that's concerned, uh, as far as the the handicapping aspect is concerned we are going to tomorrow or the next day and i apologize for not getting these out a little bit better but tomorrow or the next day we will be looking at optional claiming and the biggest question is when is an optional claimer not an optional claimer and it is a non-winners of two a non-winners of three and a non-winners lifetime plus also the newest one that i've been seeing around a lot that's been around on the midwest for a while but it's optional claimers 
with starter allowances. So that's one thing we're going to look at. Now, I want to kind of pivot and I want to discuss one real quick thing and it has to do with the LASIKs issue. And the reason why I want to discuss this really quickly is because, uh, as I've stated in the past programs, I have been quite um, extensively on the backside as a groom, as a hot walker, as a barn foreman. So I do know who who's taught me how to be a good horseman and one of the things that I've always been taught is we do not use Lasix unless it's a final situation and by final situation it's the horse's blood the horse needs it if the horse does not need it we find different routes and even if it did bleed it depends on how much it bled if it's just a minuscule amount of blood they're probably not going to put the horse on Lasix and that's how I've always been. Nowadays, you see first-time starters running Lasix, and how do you know whether or not they're actually gonna bleed? Um, how do you know they're not just, you know, they might be able to run better with it. That's my thought process. The other thing is, is and I've always thought this is, I do believe that Lasix at some, at some way does mask certain drugs that are put into the horse's system to get better uh, performance out of them, but, in all actuality, my thought process is this: a true horseman, if they're if they're bleed if they have a bleeder, will give the horse time to recuperate. And I'll give you a good example. Um, Richard Mandela with Beholder, she was a chronic nervous horse, and bleeders such as like Serengeti Empress and Gabriel even put it on the um, up on the Facebook post that she had a tendency to be. Uh, she she didn't look like herself. Um, she has she's a ten, she does have a tendency to be a little bit of a high strung kind of filly, and uh, you know that could be misconstrued as nervous. But Beholder was the same way, and that's why she hardly ever shipped out of California. Uh, the few times she did ship out of California, she either developed a virus uh, infection in her lungs. Um, you know she was so nervous that she lost a lot of weight. So Richard just tried to keep her in California because he knew that was, her, that was where she felt more comfortable. So um, that is something you have to look at when it comes to um, the Lasix issue. Because if a horse bleeds through Lasix, it could be that she's a nervous filly and it gets away with it. Or worst case scenario, she's just a really bad bleeder. And if she's a really bad bleeder, the best solution is to, for any horse that's a really bad bleeder is just to um, give them a lot of time off or maybe change their diet or um, in some aspects, maybe just retire them and make them into a pony or, um, you know, try to find somebody who wants a horse like that. But that's just my opinion. It's my two cents. I don't, I know that some people are not going to necessarily agree with me on it, but um, for me, it's all about horsemanship and being able to do best by the horse. And with that said, we've uh, finished up another edition of the Live and Breathe Racing Facebook group radio podcast. And hopefully at some point in time, God willing, we will have uh, Gabriel Vartanian and Vince and uh, Philip and a lot of other people on board to um, basically come on and we can discuss racing and maybe how they got involved. But... Uh, that's another day when I have more time to be able to do it because um, right now it's kind of the crazy season for, for me as far as handicapping is concerned. But good luck. 
I hope all your wins are, I hope all your bets are winning ones and we'll talk to you later.